the Rookie Leaders Podcast, Episode 4, The Golden Rule of Leadership. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. So grab your notebook, a pen, and your bulletproof coffee as we explore the leadership lessons every leader needs to master. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello everyone. Michael Tanner, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. As always, I am thrilled that you're listening in. And I'm really, really excited today to share with you one of my favorite principles in leadership. It's what I call the golden rule of leadership. And in order to share this principle with you, uh, what I'm going to actually do is share with you a talk that I gave at the Southern Collegiate Leadership Conference uh, a few months back. This conference is hosted by Georgia Southern University. It's a fabulous conference. And I was invited there to deliver a workshop. Uh, the theme of the conference was emotional intelligence. And so I was invited there to, uh, to deliver a workshop for, there was about 60 students in the room. Uh, and so my talk was on uh, one of my favorite principles of leadership, what I call the golden rule of leadership. So as a part of this uh, talk, I'm going to share with you, I will uh, describe for you the golden rule and define that for you and describe it and then talk you through you know, a really tough situation that I use the golden rule. And then I'll just uh, give you three different reasons why I believe you should apply the golden rule to your leadership. And I hope through this talk that I will convince you of the importance of applying the golden rule to your leadership. So without further ado, let me head over to and share with you my talk that I gave at the Southern Collegiate Leadership Conference. It was uh, very early in the morning on a Thursday in June of 2015, extremely early in the morning, and I was sitting at my kitchen table much earlier than I normally am sitting at, at my kitchen table during my morning routine, a couple of hours actually earlier than normal. Uh, I'm sitting at my kitchen table that morning so early because the day ahead is going to be the most difficult day in my professional leadership career, undoubtedly. And so the day ahead had left the night completely sleepless. And so here I was at the kitchen table uh, doing my morning routine probably two hours earlier than normal. And so as I sat at my kitchen table that morning preparing for the day, here's what I was preparing for. Our business in that year, 2015, was now in about its third year of financial decline. Uh, revenues were not such that we could sustain the business. 
Sales were just not there. They weren't there in terms of projections. They weren't there in terms of margins that we needed, even on the sales that we did have. And this had gone on now at this point in time for about three years. And so our business was facing a really, really tough decision. And that was to lay off people for the purpose of reducing cost in the business such that we could get back into the black, if you will, because our financial numbers at the time were in the red and they'd been there for some time. So the mandate came down to me that we needed to reduce headcount by 6%. 6%. For me, that meant nine people. Nine individuals on my team that today would lose their job. So I was sitting there, or I was sitting at the, at the kitchen table that morning attempting to get prepared for the day ahead. Nine individuals, they were going to lose their job today. I'm a huge fan of morning routines. I'm a big, big fan of morning routines. I'm a big fan of those routines starting early, but I'm a big fan of doing a routine that in a very positive way gets you prepared for the day. Especially in leadership, every single day, you have no idea what you're gonna face that day. And I just feel it's incredibly important to prepare your day at the very beginning as best you possibly can. And so I have a, uh, I'm very regimented, I'm very routine. I have, have a routine that I go through every single morning to get me ready for that day. But on that day in June of 2015, I was struggling. I was struggling big time to go through the routine that I normally go through. There's a phase in my morning routine that is reading. So I'm uh, going to uh, a, a process where I do affirmations, I do visualizations, and so forth. One of those steps in the routine is reading, okay? Now again, I was getting prepared for, as I started my morning routine and started that reading process, reading phase of my morning routine, I'm getting ready to sit down and have these conversations with nine different people to deliver the news to them that today is the last day for you with our company. Imagine the shock of that news for those individuals. Now listen, I've been in leadership long enough that um, I've dealt with performance issues, okay? I have had to uh, remove individuals from our team for performance reasons. But when I did that, I didn't shock anyone. I've had to let people go for performance reasons before but in every situation when I did that, I gave them the opportunity to increase their performance, to improve their performance. So when the situation came to the point that they were losing their job, it was not a shock to them. It was not a surprise to them. In those cases, we had had ongoing conversations for weeks, maybe even months. But for these nine individuals, they had no idea this was coming. None. All they knew is that our business was struggling, but they didn't know today was the last day for them. Now, in the weeks leading up to today, I had to go through the decision-making process to determine within our organization, what are the positions that we could do without? What are the positions within the engineering group that I lead that we could do without, that we could survive without? If we didn't have those positions as an engineering organization, we could survive. What were those positions? 
So in the weeks leading up to today, I'm going through the decision process of identifying those. Well, you know this is going to happen, right? If I'm going to pick a position, don't you know that I know exactly who fills that position? I know them by name. And in almost every single case, and in fact, if I remember the numbers correctly, of the nine individuals that were selected because they were in those positions, the person with the lowest amount of tenure with our team was seven years. One person had 18 years with our team. I knew their face. I knew their name. Because of my leadership style, I knew their spouses. I knew their children. And I knew they were, where they were in school. A couple of them had college-age students. Others had younger children. I know their children by name. In a few hours, I'm going to be sitting across the table with them, and I'm going to share with them the news that today is the last day of their job with our company. And I knew that was going to yank the rug completely out from under them, and I knew the families that their careers also supported. But I had to have those conversations with them in just a few hours. So as I struggled through my morning routine, and I got to that phase where I read, I read for a few minutes every single morning, this just happened to be what I read that morning. Just as you want others to do for you, do the same for them. Now some of you may recognize and rephrase this as treat others the way you would want to be treated. Some of you are going to recognize that that is a phrase that comes right out of the Bible. Don't panic. I'm not a preacher. I'm not here to preach. Not a sermon and so forth. But I want us to recognize the wisdom that's found in this statement. Treat others the way you would want to be treated. Okay? Treat others the way you would want to be treated. As I read through that that morning, it became crystal clear to me I had to make some, some change of plans to my day. Because I started asking myself, if I were one of those nine people, how would I want to be treated today? Right? If you remember uh, Chris in his first keynote this morning, he talked about three, the three principles of emotional intelligence, and he talked about self, others, and context. Self, others, and context. If you think about the golden rule, treat others the way you would want to be treated, you'll find all three in that statement. Right? All three you'll find there. Treat others, others, the way you, self, would want to be treated in any circumstance, in any situation. There's context. Treat others the way you would want to be treated. You'll find all three of those in that statement. So I had to ask myself when I read that, okay, if I were one of them, how would I want to be treated today? And as I asked myself that question, I started thinking around words like dignity privacy, respect, patience, caring. Those are the ways I would want to be treated in a situation like that. And so uh, now at this point in the morning, uh, I'm getting in my vehicle, I'm, ready, I'm driving into the office, and so I pick up the phone and I call my director of HR. Uh, I know she's going to be up very early uh, because she's going through essentially the same day I'm going through. Uh, she's got to be the HR representative sitting in the room when we talk to all of these people. Well, as the way we're organized in our engineering organization, 
these nine, nine individuals were on two different teams. Uh, and so our plan, the HR director and, and, and my plan, was to have two different meetings, one with the first group, the first team, and then another meeting with the second team, right? And two meetings were going to accomplish the conversation with all nine of those individuals. So that meant we were going to have a 30-minute meeting with four or five people, and then a few minutes later we're going to have another meeting with four or five people, right? And the process was to give them the news, to share the paperwork and the information and so forth associated with, with, uh, with the, the reduction and their elimination of, of positions and so forth, and then send them on their way, right? That was the plan that day. Two meetings, 30 minutes apiece, all nine people. After reading that, this, that morning, I decided, oh, I can't do that. I cannot do that. So I pick up the phone, I call her, and I gave her my change of plans. I said, we're going to have nine individual meetings. And we're going to give these people whatever amount of time is necessary. If that's 30 minutes, fine. If that's 10 minutes, fine. If that's an hour, I'm giving these nine people that hour. Whatever it takes. I'm going to give them privacy. I'm going to be patient with them. And I'm going to be kind to them. And, and also, I'm going to give them the benefit of a decision regarding personal belongings. Now, you've, hopefully you've never been a part of this before, but typically in a corporate environment in a layoff situation, the person that's being laid off is escorted out of the building right then, right out of the meeting, escorted right out of the building, and then what the, the business usually does is goes back, collects up personal belongings and so forth, boxes them up, and ships them, off to, ships them home to you. I said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to give them the decision on that. If they want to leave right away, fine, we'll see them out, and then we'll do the boxing and ship it to them. If they want to go back to their cube, I'll go back to their cube with them. They can collect anything they want, even if it's everything. I'm going to provide the boxes for them, and I'll be right there, and I'll help them, and then I'll see them out. I'm going to give them the dignity of that decision, and I'm going to be patient with them and give them whatever time is necessary. She wasn't real happy with my changes, especially that late in the game, because she's driving into the office as well, and, and all this is supposed to start happening in just a matter of a few hours. But I think because of the difficulty of the day, she said, okay, fine, we'll do that, right? So she and I now finished the drive in to what for me still to this day is the most difficult day in my leadership career. Now, given that context, what I wanna share with you guys today is three reasons. I've shared with you the golden rule, right? Treat others the way you would wanna be treated. I wanna share with you three reasons why you should apply this golden rule to your leadership. And I hope at the end of this conversation, I will have convinced you that this works. But before I do that though, let me give you just a little bit of background about me and why you should believe at all anything that I'm sharing with you, okay? My first leadership position was in 1993. Uh, my first leadership position, what I call a professional leadership position, meaning I actually got paid to do leadership activities. Uh, was in 1993 when I was the fire team leader for uh, uh, an infantry platoon in uh, the United States Marine Corps. That's 1993. You all are very, very, very smart people. You're in college and so forth, so I know you can do the math, but I'm just going to do it for you really quick out loud. That's 26 years of leadership experience in various different roles. Now, in a and a bit of self-deprecation for just a moment. How many of you here in this room are under the age of 26? 
That's what I thought. <laughs> I came into this conference feeling like the old dude. Um, and you just, you guys just confirmed that for me, okay? 26 years uh, of leadership experience, starting with the United States Marine Corps in 1993. Bring you back to current day. Uh, I'm currently the chief technical officer for uh, an engineering group uh, where we do uh, building automation systems. So we build uh, commercial building automation systems that automates HVAC equipment, lighting equipment, security controls, and, and, and various things like that. Uh, I have an engineering team today of about 165 people. Uh, I manage an annual budget of about $25 million, and that, that team uh, produces enough products on an annual basis uh, for about $150 million in revenue. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in computer science and then a master's degree in leadership. So all of you computer science geeks out there, I'm with you. Um, I can speak the lingo too. Um, I just can't pound the keyboard anymore. I haven't done that in so long. Um, but computer science and then leadership. And then, as Kira mentioned, uh, just recently founded uh, the Credible Leadership Group uh, that uh, our mission is uh, serving you and others in the areas of leadership development, per, uh, career advancement, and personal growth, okay? So that's me, 26 years of experience. I hope that's convinced you. I know a little bit about what I'm talking about, okay? So the golden rule, do you remember it? Treat others the way you would wanna be treated. Right? Treat others the way you would want to be treated. Now, let me share with you the three reasons that you should apply the golden rule to your leadership. Okay? And if you uh, remember these, you can remember the word FIT. F-I-T. Okay? The acronym FIT. All three fit into that. Make you fit to be a leader. The first one is that the golden rule of leadership is faithful. It's also foolproof. Okay? So you can pick which word you want to use there for F. Faithful or foolproof. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. So I need it to be simple. I don't need it to be easy. I do need it to be worth it. But I need it to be simple. Leadership is difficult. But it can be simple. It's so worth it. Uh, I was talking to John uh, Egan earlier uh, today and we were just talking about how passionate we are about seeing other people step out of their comfort zone and lead and succeed and how that is so energizing to us. And it spins my wheels. I'm passionate about that, right? So it's so worth it. But it can also be simple. If you will just apply the golden rule to your leadership situation. Two of those individuals that I met with that day, two of those nine individuals that I met with that day, um, both, of, both of them shared with me and confessed to me, if you will, that this was actually the second time in their careers that they had been laid off. Second time. Now, they didn't say that to me for the purpose of some type of sympathy or pity or anything like that. They shared that with me because they then followed that up with essentially saying this, thank you for being patient with me. One of them said, thank you for the privacy of this, right? Um, Listen, that took me back. I was floored. That was not my intention with, with applying the golden rule that day. But think about that just for a second. You're the leader that is laying someone off. And in the end of that conversation, they say, thank you that you gave me this much time with you. Thank you that you met with me individually. 
That was all because I was applying the golden rule to leadership that day. You can, you can rest assured that the golden rule will always, the golden rule will always provide for you the best possible outcome in whatever situation you face. It will always, it will always provide for you the best possible outcome. Now, when you're leading others, it's all dependent on how they're going to react to your leadership clearly. But you can rest assured with the golden rule, you know you're always doing the right thing by your people. And it's the right thing because it's what you would have done in that situation. It's the way you would want to be treated in that situation. There's uh, lots of other philosophies out there regarding leadership, and one of them sounds very familiar to my golden rule. It's called the platinum rule. And it sounds a lot like this. Treat others the way they want to be treated. Treat others the way they want to be treated. Again, it's called the Platinum Rule. I'm a huge fan of the Platinum Rule. Big, huge fan of the Platinum Rule because my leadership style is around relationships, building relationships with people. Here's the problem, though, with the Platinum Rule. It depends upon a relational utopia that I just don't believe exists. As a leader, it's so hard to know exactly in every situation how someone would want to be treated. Uh, I've been married for 25 years now. I have three teenage children. Those four people are the most important people in my life. Those four people I feel like I have the closest, most personal relationship with than anybody else on the planet. But I promise you, of all four of those people, there are situations where I would question even today, do I know how they would want to be treated in this situation? I don't necessarily always know that. And when you have a working relationship, a leadership relationship with someone, that is a leadership or a relationship utopia that is so hard to attain. But here's what's easy, simple, actually. Simple. How would you want to be treated in this situation? That's why for me, it's so faithful and so foolproof because it will provide for you the best possible outcome. And you can be certain of how you would want to be treated in that situation. Reason number two, the golden rule will earn you the influence you need to be an effective leader. Now I define, I define leadership this way, influencing others towards a shared goal. If you go out to Google and you search definition of leadership or whatever, you're gonna get pages and pages and pages of different websites and articles and so forth that will define leadership for you. And they're probably all accurate in some shape, form, or fashion. I shared with you earlier, I need things to be simple. I need them to be really, really simple. And so I just settle in on this definition of leadership, which is influencing others towards a shared goal. Okay? Influence implies this idea of willingness to follow willingness to follow. Too many people view leadership as an authoritative role or a, a, a role that's brought on them by title or maybe they have the uh, ability to dictate or mandate, you know, this command and control type authority and they view that as leadership. Now, my view on that is this. You may get a response from someone, you may get a reaction from someone, you may actually get people to take actions that will accomplish a goal 
using some type of title or authoritative or dictatorial type uh, approach to leadership. You may do that and you may succeed in accomplishing a goal, but here's what I promise you, it is short-lived. That type of leadership will definitely be short-lived and it's because those that are following are not doing so willingly. They're doing it out of fear or they're doing it out of some type of uh, obligation that is not just a willingness. Okay, so that's why it is so short-lived. And so when you influence others towards a shared goal and you use that word influence in a, in a willing manner, to me, the golden rule is one of the easiest or simplest ways for you to ensure that you're gaining that type of influence. Okay? Now, I shared with you earlier in those two pictures, and, and I hope you noticed, I haven't changed a bit since 1993. Um, I shared with you that I have a, a military background. And in all of my consulting and all of my coaching, there's this, this really staunch um, misconception in leadership in the military. Uh, and I know it's based on everybody views rank and so forth as being crucial, and it is. Listen, rank is a big deal, whether you're an officer, or where you're enlisted man and so forth, all that's critical, I get it. But what you may not recognize and may not know, but the best of leaders, even in the military, and they may not use the words golden rule, and they may not use the words treat others the way you would want to be treated. But even in the military, the strongest of leaders are not leading out of rank. They're leading out of influence and they're leading with the golden rule. I want to share a quick video with you. Before I kick this off, I want to set the context and tell you who this person is. Okay. So first of all, the podcast episode is uh, uh, the guy that leads this podcast. His name is Jocko Willink. He's a... Uh, a former uh, Navy SEAL commander, wrote two books, great books on leadership. One's called Extreme Ownership. The other is called Dichotomy of Leadership. Highly recommend those books. They are great books. But he also has a podcast. And on his podcast, he brings uh, other members of the military in uh, and just has a conversation with them. I, I really enjoy this entire podcast, but there's a minute and a half here that I want to share with you that I believe is so important. The guy that he's talking to here, this older gentleman here in the picture now, his name is Colonel Fife. Colonel Fife was a tank commander in the United States Army, and he had combat experience in World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War. And in the context of this conversation, you won't see it here, but I'll tell you quickly, they were talking about how to lead millennials how to lead millennials and how, and listen, if you're a millennial or even a Gen Z and all that, I'm sorry for the bad reputation you have, okay? It's not you, it's piss poor leadership. That's what it is, okay? It's not on you. And that's what this guy says because he talks about the Vietnam War. In the Vietnam War, uh, folks were getting drafted and they were getting drafted late in the war when all the political stunts were going on and everybody was against the war. So now here you are as a leader, you got a draftee that might have prior to being drafted, he might have been against the war. Now, how hard do you think it is to lead that person? But listen to what this guy says about leadership. People used to tell me, well, you know how to do things because you can order people to do things. And I'm saying, let me tell you something. Ordering a guy to get out of a tank to fix the track when somebody's shooting at you is not anybody willing to just do it. 
he's going to do it because he knows if he don't get the track fixed, we're going to get our ass killed. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get going. He's going to do it because that's his job. And that, that may be leadership, but I'll tell you, it's discipline that comes from people being trained right and taught right and treated right. You don't, if you don't treat people right, they deserve to treat you wrong. And I'm a, a great believer in treating people the right way. Well, I, I'm just from hearing you talk about treating people the right way and listening to people, you, you're, you know, you say when when I told people to do stuff, they did. Well, yeah, that's because you treated them well, you listened to them, you you had those relationships with your with your troops, and that's what makes people, like you said, when you got to have somebody that's gonna gonna go out and fix a track under fire. Well, that's somebody that's they're not gonna do that just because you order them to do it. You better have some some relationships. You better have treated them well, and they must understand what the why on the mission is. Right. Like, hey, why this is important. So did you hear what he said about treating people well? And he said, if you don't treat people well, well, they deserve the right to treat you poorly. And then he talked about how strongly he believed in treating people well. This was a guy that through three different wars were telling people, get out of this tank, get out there while rounds are dinging off the tank, get out there and fix the track. And then Jocko chimes in and he says, people don't just do that just because you outrank them. And I've been there. I've done that. I can tell you that's the case. They don't just do that because you outrank them. You won't get people to willingly do the things you want to do just because you have a title that sounds more important than them. You won't get people to do things long term and accomplish goals just because you sit somewhere higher than them in the org chart. That's just not the way leadership works. Leadership is influence. And it's a willingness to follow. If you don't have people leading you or following you, you're not a leader. Okay? And so the golden rule is the simplest method I know to ensure that you earn the influence to be an effective leader. Okay? And lastly, the third reason that you should apply the golden rule to your leadership is because the golden rule will get you through the most difficult or the toughest of situations. It will get you through the tough situations. As I sat there at my kitchen table that morning and I said, and even to this day, that was the most difficult day in my leadership career. To sit down with those nine individuals and share that shocking news with them. To see the shock on their face to deal with the tears that came and so forth. That was the most difficult day in my leadership career. The golden rule, however, got me through that, okay? No matter how difficult my day was that day, theirs was worse. But here's the deal with the golden rule. It not only gets you through the tough situation, it gets the others that were involved through that tough situation as well. Those two individuals that uh, shared with me that they had been laid off before, uh, they also said to me, uh, they said, um, this sucks, essentially. This, I don't think they said that, but they said, you know, this is bad, but I understand why you made the decision you did. Right? It made, as, as, as much as it possibly could, the golden rule removed some of the sting for them as well. 
some of the most um, difficult part of a, situa a tough situation especially is the unknown, right? The unknown. If you're the leader, some of the most difficult part of a tough situation is the unknown. I don't know what to say in this situation. I don't know how to deal with this appropriate, appropriately. I don't know what's appropriate to do and what's inappropriate to do. When I coach folks through situations like this, they will almost always follow it up with a question to me, something along the lines of, how would you handle a situation like this? And I know you're not supposed to do this, but every time someone asks me a question like that, how would you handle fill in the blank? When they ask me a question, I know you're not supposed to do this, but I always answer their question with a question. Can you guess what it is? How would you want to be treated in this situation? Right? Michael, how would you handle the situation? How would you want to be treated in that situation? And when they actually go through the process of thinking through that, I can watch the uncertainty melt away. Right? The tough situations that we face as leaders, the most difficult part of that is the uncertainty. And when you think about this situation and that person and you put yourself in that person's shoes and you think to yourself, how would I want to be treated in this situation? The uncertainty melts away. Think back to the, uh, the platinum rule that I said earlier. And I, if I were to ask myself, how does that person want to be treated in this situation? I'm still just as uncertain. I don't necessarily know. But when I say, how do I want to be treated in this situation? Now the uncertainty just kind of melts away. And I start to gain the confidence to go in and, and have that difficult conversation or lay that person off or do whatever is necessary, right, during that tough situation. So the golden rule will get you through tough situations. So, th so that's the three, right? So uh, it's faithful and foolproof. Uh, it will get, gain you the, the influence that you need to be an effective leader, and it'll get you and those others involved through the most difficult of situations. Uh, of those nine people that I had to lay off that day, all nine of us, or all nine of them, are now Facebook friends with me. Uh, before that, they were not. We were not Facebook friends. You know, it's, it's kind of a faux pas as a, a, a working relationship, and you're also Facebook friends. They all invited me to be friends after the fact. So I'm, in, I'm Facebook friends with all nine of those. Uh, I have uh, I've offered several recommendations for them in their new careers talked to their new bosses and offered up recommendations and so forth. Uh, a few of them, even to this day, some four and a half years or so later, a few of them occasionally will send me notes of uh, just, here's the update on my new career. Here's how things are going and how happy I am and just different things like that. There's a level of friendship now after the fact that would not exist had it not been for the golden rule. If I'd have walked in there and in two 30-minute meetings fired nine people, escorted them out, boxed up their belongings, and shipped it to them, I promise I wouldn't be Facebook friends with them today. They wouldn't be sending me updates today, I promise. Yes, ma'am. So basically, like they told us this morning, like Maya Angelou said, remember. Yes. Totally, totally, you're exactly right. They, they remember how you make them feel. Right? Even in the worst of situations, if somehow you can make them feel better, just a little bit, take the sting out of it, even just a little bit, they're going to remember that. Okay? So, a couple quick things I want to make you aware of, and then I'm going to open it up for questions. I'm trying to leave plenty of time for questions. But 
two things, two resources I want to make you aware of. First of all, all right, Michael, you've shared with me the golden rule. You've given me three reasons I should apply it. I hope you're asking yourself, okay, well, how do I apply it? Now, what do I do? How do I do this? Okay, first free resource I have for you is a golden rule application. Uh, what this is is a worksheet that you can work through, and it'll uh, describe for you, explain for you exactly how to apply the golden rule to your leadership. And in fact, it paints a, a number of scenarios that forces you to think to yourself, how would I like to be treated in this situation? Uh, a lot of times as leaders, and if I were to stand up here and just say to you, apply the golden rule to your leadership, you, you naturally think to yourself, okay, that's great. Next time I have a tough situation, I'll just think, well, how would I want to be treated? And we think that in the heat of the moment and on the fly, we can do that mental processing. It doesn't work that way. You need to be thinking ahead of time, much ahead of time. That's why I'm up at 3.30 in the morning on that Thursday thinking, how do I want to how would I want to be treated? Because it took me that long, that many hours to think through that process. And so you need to do that ahead of time. Think through scenarios. How would I want to be treated in this scenario? That uh, worksheet will tell you exactly how to apply the golden rule to your leadership. The second one I created just for you guys. Okay. As I was preparing to be here today, uh, I thought to myself, if I were a broke college student, what type of resource would I want to help me with my leadership development and my career advancement. You see what I did there? Uh, if I were a college student, what would I want, right? So I applied the golden rule to me being here today, okay? So what I did, uh, I took some time and I took some notes uh, on my own uh, leadership development. And I've got a document here, it's uh, 27 or so pages long, 20 different methods for improving your leadership career development and, and advancing your career. And inside of that, I've got over, I stopped counting at 85. I've got over 85 specific recommendations that I have for you, hyperlinks to specific recommendations in this document that I want to give to you. So what would I want if I were a broke college student? I'd want it to be free. They're both free. Uh, and I would want it to be something I can refer back to year after year after year to improve my leadership development. And so I promise, trust me, you want those. So how do you get those? That's how you get them, okay? I know everybody's got your phones. Take them out, zoom in on that barcode, scan that puppy, and it'll take you to a page on our website where you can get those two resources. It's also on the back of the handout that I gave you earlier, so you're welcome to scan it from there. Uh, but what we'll do is we'll email those two documents to you. You'll use those to apply the golden rule, and then I promise you'll go back to that other document time and time again. Uh, that's a collection of 26 of my years of here's all the resources I've used um, over those years. Okay, so that's the golden rule. We've got about 10 or 15 minutes left or so. So what I want to do is leave that time for questions for you all, um, especially uh, in times like this. Uh, a lot of times folks want to ask about their tough situation and people like to get imaginative and say, well, what about this tough situation and that tough situation? I'm here, I'm game, let's talk about it. What kind of questions do you have about leadership and the golden rule? Anybody? Yes, sir. Yeah, firstly, I wanted to ask of the names of the books you mentioned. Ah, the names of the books, the two books that I mentioned. Okay, they're both by a man named uh, Jocko Willink, W-I-L-L-I-N-K, I believe. And the two books, the first one is called Extreme Ownership. And the second book is The Dichotomy of Leadership. 
D-I-C-H-O-T-O-M-Y. D-I-C-H-O-T-O-M-Y of leadership. And by the way, both of those books and many more are in that document that I talked about. Okay? Links to those books are there. So my second question is, how do we access the materials? How do you get those materials? So you can go to that URL at the bottom or just scan that code. It'll take you to a web page. Um, you'll just fill out a form with your email address and we'll email those documents to you. They're both PDF documents. And so we'll email those to you. Okay. Other questions? Leadership, golden rule, yes. So what advice do you have for those of us that are about to enter the workforce or graduate school and how can we apply this to that portion of our lives that are like leading our leadership? Yep, yep. So a very good question. So, all right, Michael, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm about to graduate. I'm not necessarily going to walk right into a leadership position and so forth. It's funny you ask that because um, most of these principles of leadership, do you know where I actually learned them and actually um, it, it, the dots actually connected? Uh, it, not so much at, at, at my work, but in my home. Uh, and so interaction, especially with my three teenagers uh, and my wife and so forth, I recognize that the golden rule applies certainly in leadership, but it applies in life as well. And so what I would submit to you that when you're in an individual contributor role, so maybe you're not in a leadership role initially, if you will every day apply the golden rule to your life, to your activities in that work, I promise pretty soon you'll be in a leadership role. You just will. You'll be in a leadership role pretty quickly when you take the golden rule and you apply it to whatever you're doing. Okay? Just treat those others around you the way you would want to be treated. Uh, and it, it'll be a noticeable difference. You'll be one of those individual contributors that's a rock star, and uh, you're going to get promoted faster than those others that won't necessarily apply this rule. Good question. Others? So Other questions? As far as the remind people that you had to let go of, mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm curious as to how you can just let go of nine different mm. positions. Like, I think I thought engineering Yes. No, you're, you're exactly right. Every position is crucial. Uh, in an engineering group like this, we typically don't just, you know, just pad the group and say, oh, we just need an extra three people just in case kind of thing. Uh, all nine of those people played crucial roles with developing different uh, products and software and just different things like that. Um, and f my first thought process had to be tactical. As hard as it is, uh, you have to separate the emotional and the people side of things and think tactically. And so what I had to look at is I had to look at uh, the future of our products and the future feature sets of our products and so forth. And so, so for instance, uh, we had one product that was, um, it was going obsolete. We were only going to support it for the next three years. One of those teams was key on that product. And they had not yet it's just a misfortune of timing. It, it's not because they weren't capable or whatever, but they had not yet transitioned to a different product. And so you look at those positions and say, well, okay, three years from now, I don't need to support that thing anymore, right? Again, just a, it's unfortunate timing, but you make those tactical decisions like that, right? Um, but then you can't completely divorce yourself from the fact, well, now there's people tied to that, right? Um, so yeah, it's just a, uh, a tactical decision you're, base, you're, you're basing on the realities of your current business and your future business and what you can and can't do without.
And sure, you have to adjust. What that means in the next three years since then, obviously, uh, when something broke about that old product, we had to find somebody else that could help with it. Uh, that now they're not doing that other thing that they were doing, and now they're supporting this. And they got to relearn it and, and so forth. So it's a leadership challenge to be tactical that way, uh, especially uh, when you're a relational leader and you know the people, you know their names, you know their family, and so forth. Other questions? Yes, sir. As we know, leadership is a social process. So um, imagine a situation that we have to set up a goal or set up a target, and mm -hmm. there's a dispute between the um, leadership position among um, peoples. Okay. Somebody is viewing that position, and uh, suppose I'm viewing another position, and I'm feeling that my position is more uh, reliable or it will help the company more or the organization more. Okay. So in that situation, how to remove the dispute and uh, make the rule or set the goal in my favor okay. for the company's betterment? Okay, so let me ask you a question just to make sure I'm, I'm clear on the question. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've set a goal, right? Are you, is there a dispute on what the ultimate goal is or is there a dispute on how to get to that ultimate goal? about setting a rule for the company. Okay. And I want to make a rule. Okay. And some people are disputing about making that. That rule. Okay. So I just want to uh, influence them so that they can understand my vision that why I want to do uh, my uh, okay. rule. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So since you're using the words rule, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe the question this way then. So you have a goal out there, yep. right? You, it's a shared goal, which means collectively we all know about this goal and we're going after it. And now, how to get there, how to get there sometimes involves some rules along the way or some guidelines, principles, whatever you might want to say, right? Uh, but you're all trying to get to a specific goal and you're, right? But now, with a particular rule in place, there's a dispute on, do we need a rule? Is it the right rule? That type of thing, okay? Do you guys know what I'm going to say now? How would you want to be treated in that situation? Thoughts? I've got my thoughts, but I want to hear yours. How would you want to be treated in that situation if, if your leader, you all agree on the goal. That's why I clarified on that. You all agree on the goal, but your leader has said, here's a rule that will help us get there, and you disagree with it. How would you want to be treated in that situation? I would want them to specifically explain to me why they think okay. So you'd want a deeper explanation on why that rule is important. Okay. Other thoughts? Yes. I guess I would also want to express my own opinion, but then again, okay. you have to think about like where your position is in ranking. Okay. If they're above you, you still have to show them respect, whether you agree or disagree. Sure. So you're going to want the opportunity to let me at least share my thoughts about this rule, and 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 I want to be heard. I, I want I want the time to that you're actually going to hear me out. Right. You may stick with your rule as my leader, but at least you've given me some time to be heard. Others? I was wondering, like, uh, how would the rule involve in the company's mission statement? Mm. So, okay. whatever your mission statement, do your rule about by your mission statement? Yeah, right. Yep. Okay. So, the bigger picture, right? How does this rule fit into the bigger picture? It kind of goes along the same lines with some real specific and detailed communication. Again, we talked about it and I clarified. We all have a goal out there, and it's the same goal we all know. That's what we're going to try to achieve. Now I got a rule in between, and to your point, how does it fit into accomplishing that goal? 
right? Right. What's the consequences if if we um, if we don't abide by this rule and so forth? Or are there exceptions to it? Probably in, in some cases as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, take two people in a room, and I promise somebody doesn't like something you said or did, or, or uh, right. So, does that help you? Does that answer your question? So, so just to kind of summarize what I would say: the re the way to handle that situation is first, offer your team members the time necessary that they feel like they've been heard. Right? They've got some kind of thought, some kind of objection, or some kind of feeling about this rule. It's my job as a leader to give them the time necessary for them to share that information such that they can feel heard. Now, if they f share with me as a leader something that should alter my rule, I should be open to that. Okay, But it, at a minimum, I give them the time to be heard. Then, I need further explanation and details and so forth about why is this important and why does this connect to the bigger goal and what are the exception cases for this further communication there's a saying out there right you got to say it seven way, seven times seven different ways before people start right and as a leader you better be patient with that share it share it share it and be willing to share it again yes ma'am i got i got just a few minutes for another question go ahead Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good point. So she said, leaders got to know, hey, occasionally you got to step back and you got to hear from those people. And like I was saying earlier, when you give someone the opportunity to be heard about this rule that, that they don't agree with, if they've got a good point, you may change your rule. You may change that up because you've got to be in that position. There's a cliche, and, that, and, and the cliche I'll share with you, that's exactly what it means. Leaders don't produce followers. Leaders produce leaders, right? And that's exactly what you're talking about. When I'm as a leader and I, and I take the advice of someone that we just talked I'm giving them time to be heard. Hey, you know what? That's a good point. Let's change this up a little bit. And let's do it this way instead. I've just started developing a leader by doing that. Right? Do I have time for one more question? Anybody else? I got three minutes. I got a question. Okay. Mm -hmm. By knowing that the politics mm. may have a big plan, and then you also put your own money out on the line. Mm. How would you go about still keeping your people in line to say, come mm. with me, let's go ahead and do mm. this thing, even though yeah. the stock market said right now is bad? All right, I'm, I'm going to avoid, <laughs> because for the sake of time, I'm going to avoid saying, well, how would you want to be treated? <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so I believe what you have to do in that situation, first of all, you as the leader in that situation, you have to recognize not everyone is equally as invested into that as you are. I think it's a fallacy as a leader to say, well, why isn't everybody else spending 12 hours a day on this when I'm, you're the leader, you're supposed to be mm -hmm. devoting that amount of time and you can't expect everybody else to be. So first of all, get, get rid of that fallacy that everyone is equally uh, committed to this as you as the leader are. And instead, you want to get them there through influence 
And you want to get them there through constant influence that I believe is the golden rule type of influence, right? You're in it with them. You're right there in it with them. You're not up in your, your, you know, your high castle uh, mandating everybody do something, do the work for your commitment. No, you're in there with them and you're working with them day in, day out. And over time, you're building with them the influence and the commitment level. You're building that up with them by treating them well, treating them the way you would want to be treated in that situation. Short answer, sorry. Um, but uh, I hope it answered your question. Hey, thank you all for being here. Listen, I want to say this really quickly. You guys inspire me. When they told me or asked me to come and they said, listen, we're going to get a bunch of college students in on a Saturday all day long to talk about leadership. I said, no, you won't. No, you won't. Whatever. But I'll come anyway. Right. You guys inspire me from a corporate guy that's been there for a long time. Let me say this. When I'm hiring people to be on my team, I want you guys. I want the guys that are going to be here on a Saturday to learn leadership. That's the kind of people I want. So I'm proud of you guys. You inspire me. Thanks for being here. Be blessed and lead well. Okay? Okay, there you have my talk that I gave at the Southern Collegiate Leadership Conference. I will leave in the show notes a link to that particular conference. Again, I highly recommend the conference. It was a great conference to be a part of and certainly a great conference to be presenting in. The students that were there in my particular workshop were fabulous. You heard some of the questions that they had. They were just great questions. And afterwards, I hung out with them for quite a long time answering questions. So it was just a really, really good time to share with them the golden rule. And so I was just, I'm just honored to share it with you as well here on the podcast. Um, listen, if you have enjoyed this episode, I certainly hope that you will subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. We publish an episode of the podcast every single week, and I don't want you to miss any of it. So be sure that you subscribe to the podcast. And I would also highly encourage you to, to rate and review the podcast, whatever uh, you know, podcast directory is of your choice. I hope you'll go there and rate and review the podcast. That helps us with search engines and so forth so that when people are searching for leadership content, they'll see this podcast. So I greatly appreciate you sharing your ratings and reviews on the podcast, but be sure that you're subscribed so that you get our content every single week. And then also, I'd certainly ask you to share the podcast with others. You've got family, you've got friends, you've got colleagues, you've got coworkers that uh, that are seeking leadership content of their own. I hope you'll share the podcast with them. For other leadership content, you can certainly go over to CredibleLeaders.com and you'll find lots of other leadership content there as well. For today's show notes, head over to RookieLeaders.com. And you'll find the show notes there, again, where you'll see a link over to the conference where I shared this particular talk. Hey, thanks again so much for tuning in, for listening to the podcast episode today. Until we speak again, be blessed and lead well. of the Rookie Leaders podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcast episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com.